On today's episode, we are going to take a look at three stocks that are down from their all-time highs right now. We're going to take a quick look at them and see if they're giving us a buying opportunity right now. Like always, we're going to take a quick look at what they're doing, a quick look at their fundamentals, and even a look at some price targets. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and stay tuned where I live stream here on YouTube, taking a look at stocks you want me to look at. So let's get started. All right, so like I mentioned today, we're going to take a look at three stocks. All of them are actually hitting different markets. So there's something for all types of investors today, right? The first one, we're going to take a look at Silla Home. And Silla Home is pretty much in the whole ecosystem of the whole online selling of your house, right? From the listing to the agents to even the closing services like mortgages, home loans, and even much more, right? So if we take a look at Zillow, the company right now is sitting at $119. This past Friday was a good day for growth stocks, right? But if we take of it in the long scheme of thing, yesterday was barely a budge of where the stock prices have been. So from its 52-week high, the stock is down about 41%. And this is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker CG, and it currently has a market cap of about $29 billion. So Silo did just report earnings and their total revenues were up 8% compared to the same time last year. There did see a bit of decrease in total home sales segment revenue, about 9% down. But they did see a boost in all their other segments. The total internet, media, and technology revenue segment was up 35%. And their mortgage segment was up 169%. So those two segments are really driving this um, this company's revenue to increase. If we take a look at future expectations, analysts believe Scylla will grow 33% on average for the next three to five years. So this is a nice hyper-growth stock. But not only is it a hyper-growth stock, it is positive in cash flow from operations. And at the moment, it is profitable. So this is actually pretty, pretty impressive with the type of growth this company is seeing. If we take a quick look, right, I want to see how COVID might have affected this company. And we can see, right, it definitely did impact it the past few years, or the past three quarters were on lower than average. But now this quarter, this most recent quarter that they just reported, it is finally higher than pre-COVID levels. And this is a crazy, crazy U-turn on revenue. We also take a look at trailing 12 months profit margins and gross margins. I'm seeing right an increase of gross margins over time. That's great. And they're finally hitting gap profit margins as well. That's super impressive when taking a look at trailing 12 months revenue. Zillow also gave us guidance for the upcoming quarter, and they expect somewhere about one point in the midpoint about 1.25 billion dollars. And if we take a look at current revenues, that's I think a bit higher than where we're at right now. Yep, a small growth, so that's good, right? They're expecting quarter to quarter growth, even after this quarter was such a huge huge gain for the company next if we take a look at their balance sheet their balance sheet looks pretty strong remember they are profitable remember they are positive in cash flow from operations but they have 4.7 billion dollars in cash and about 2.3 billion dollars in debt so they have way more cash than debt right now so i'm happy that they are not leveraged now let's take a quick look at some price targets for Zillow. In the past three months, there's about seven analysts who have updated their price and they give it a moderate buy. 12 give it a buy, three give it a hold, and two give it a sell. Within these three months, the next 12 months price target on average is $183. That's a 60% increase from where the stock price is at right now. 
The second company we're going to take a look at today is Mercado Libre. They also just reported earnings. And this is known as Meli, right? This is an e-commerce giant in South, in Latin America, right? Their biggest countries right now are Argentina, Mexico, and Brazil. They also have three main segments of revenue. They have the logistics shipping, um, which is Mercado Envios. Um, they also have the e-commerce platform, which is Mercado Libre, their marketplace. And they finally have Mercado Pago, which is their fintech services. If we take a look at the actual revenue, they're really broken down just into the commerce and the fintech. Total net revenues are up huge. We're going to take a look at those numbers. But the first thing I'm seeing is commerce, right? Their commerce revenue is up quarter to quarter and is up year to year. Same with their fintech, right? Up quarter to quarter and up year to year. This is, but now if we take a look at the overall country growth, they're still seeing triple digit growth in their main markets, which are Argentina, Brazil, and Mexico. So Meli right now is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker M-E-L-I, and it's currently sitting at $1,481. Again, this past day was great on growth stocks, but when we take a look at it in the long term of things, it barely has moved. The stock price is still down 25% from its average 52-week high. Now let's take a closer look at those earnings. Gross merchandise volume increased 77 in usd dollars successful items sold increased 110 percent compared to the same time last year mobile gross merchandise volume grew 215 percent on a neutral currency basis and now that is 72.9 percent of their total merchandise value volume right so this tells me right thing that most people are purchasing through from Melly in their mobile platforms and i think that is a great thing we're also seeing items shipped through Mercado Envios has increased 130% compared to the same time last year. Not only are their numbers, they're just everything, all their products increasing dramatically, their net revenue for the first quarter increased 111% in United States dollar currency compared to the same time last year. That is insane. This is one that keeps growing at crazy, crazy levels. Mercado, if we take a look at analysts, they believe this company will grow 27.9% on average for the next three to five years. They're not profitable when we take a look at trailing 12 months earnings, but they are super positive in cash flow from operations. Right now, the company is a bit leveraged. They have about $1.2 billion in cash and about $2.2 billion dollars in debt but i want to say this leverage is somewhat overlooked i can kind of overlook it based on the amount of cash flow from operations that they're making right now they're also not too far from being profitable in their most recent quarter their margins dropped a bit they're about 0.4 negative in profit margin so a 0.4 profit margin loss this is a bit of an uptick compared to where they were before last year they were all last quarter they were almost profitable they had a negative 0.1 profit margins now they dropped down a bit to negative 0.4 again they're still so close and i do believe in the next few quarters maybe within the year this company can achieve gap profitability mercado libre has announced some news on april 6 that they are going to continue to invest 1.1 billion dollars in mexico this year just because of the overall growth they're seeing if we take a look at price targets right now in the past three months 16 analysts have given some form of update 15 give it a buy one give it a hold and zero give it a sell the average price is 1904 for the next 12 months that's a 24.4 percent increase from where the stock price is up right now and at the end of this episode i am going to share some of my thoughts on each of these companies and how i would rank them so make sure to stay tuned the final company we are going to take a look at is the spec 
a SPAC in the fintech. This is going to be so far. But before, let's take a listen to today's sponsor. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks. And right now I have a discount for one of my favorite services The Fool offers. Through The Motley Fool Stock Advisor services, you get access to a ton of expert stock picks. Every month you'll get two new picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals. Stock Advisor's average stock picks have done amazing returns. If growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year, you can visit fool.com slash Jose Naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the Stock Advisor is right for you. Thanks again to The Motley Fool and now on to today's video. So for those that don't know SoFi, it is pretty much a one-stop shop for your finances, right? They do everything from SoFi credit card, student loan refi, financing home loans you can invest through sofi private student loans personal loans insurance small business financing auto loan uh, refinancing so they they're pretty much a one-stop shop for all your finances need and the great thing about it it's all being worked in through one app Uh, so if we take a look at sofi sofi right now is traded under the stock ticker ipoe Uh, this is gonna be social capital holdings five corp and right now the stock price did jump up about 10% and we're going to take a look at the news and after hours is up another 3%. But if we take a look again from its 50 from just the past year, this uptick is barely any movements. Um right and from its 52 week high the stock is still down about 35 36%. The big news is that they just released that their the merger should be happening soon. Um the voting is going to happen in 527 and they intend to close the deal on 528th and start trading us as SoFi on on July 1st. So less than a month from now. So it's, we're, they're getting closer to the overall merger. If we take a look at some of their recent quarters, so even though the company is not public yet, they did give us their quarter for earnings, um, which end, which they presented March 2021. And we're seeing an increase in total members using their platform. We're seeing an increase in total products and financial service products. We're also seeing an uptick. We're seeing an increase of annual adjusted net revenues up 38% compared to the same time last year and strong growth from 2018. We're also seeing an improvements in adjusted EBITDA for the year. They're still kind of at a loss, but quarter four, they were profitable in adjusted EBITDA and so were quarter three. They also gave us guidance for 2021. They expect 58% revenue growth uh, annual revenue growth that is insane their margins are expected to be 27 percent, a little bit higher than 2020 and they're actually expected to be adjusted EBITDA profitable so again we're seeing strong results for SoFi I can see why a lot of investors are excited about this company so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode today we took a look at I want to say at three strong stocks all stocks are growing the revenues at crazy levels all of them are either adjust, expected to be adjusted to be the profitable within the next few months or the next few quarters. They are profitable in earnings or they are positive in cash flow from operations. So they're making money from their everyday business. They all tend to have a, a decent balance sheet as well and all hitting markets that are super, super bullish 
for me right now. If I was to put them in order, in all honesty, I can't see any of these stocks being a tier one stock in my portfolio. I could see all of them being a tier two stock for sure. Melly, for example, would probably be my favorite just because of the overall growth in Latin America. The overall growth in e-commerce is still super insane. Next, I might, I think between SoFi and Zillow, I, I think I would put them in a tie between each other. Again, both of them, like I said, none of these would be a tier one stock. So for me, none of them would ever hold a big, big position in my portfolio. And if I wanted to add to any of them, how would I do it? To me, my favorite way is dollar cost averaging, adding position over time. Sometimes I might buy high, sometimes I might buy low, but overall, as the company continues to do great, those price targets in the long term of things will should continue to increase, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up. Take care and have a good night.